section fifty two of a book of american explorers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b a book of american explorers by thomas wentworth higginson book eleven part four captain smith and pocahontas this narrative is taken from smith's general history it was possibly written by captain smith but is now generally disbelieved by historical students because it is inconsistent with an earlier account of the same events also written by smith and because the incident is not mentioned by strachey who also described the virginia colony two days after a man would have slain him but that the guard prevented it for the death of his son to whom they conducted him to recover the poor man then breathing his last smith told them that at jamestown he had a water would do if they would let him fetch it but they would not permit that but made all the preparations they could to assault jamestown craving his advice and for recompense he should have life liberty land and women in part of a table book he wrote his mind to them at the fort what was intended how they should follow that direction to affright the messengers and without fail send him such things as he wrote for and an inventory with them the difficulty and danger he told the savages of the mines great guns and other engines exceedingly affrighted them yet according to his request they went to jamestown in as bitter weather as could be of frost and snow and within three days returned with an answer but when they came to jamestown seeing men sally out as he had told them they would they fled yet in the night they came again to the same place where he had told them they should receive an answer and such things as he had promised them which they found accordingly and with which they returned with no small expedition to the wonder of them all that heard it that he could either divine or the paper could speak not long after early in the morning a great fire was made in a long house and a mat spread on the one side as on the other on the one they caused him to sit and all the guard went out of the house and presently came skipping in a great grim fellow all painted over with coal mingled with oil and many snakes and weasel skins stuffed with moss and all their tails tied together so as they met on the crown of his head in a tassel and round about the tassel was a coronet of feathers the skins hanging round about his head back and shoulders and in a manner covered his face with a hellish voice and a rattle in his hand with most strange gestures and passions he began his invocation and environed the fire with a circle of meal which done three more such like devils came rushing in with the like antic tricks painted half black half red but all their eyes were painted white and some red strokes like mustaches along their cheeks round about him those fiends danced a pretty while and then came in three more as ugly as the rest with red eyes and white strokes over their black faces at last they all sat down right against him three of them on the one hand of the chief priest and three on the other then all with their rattles began a song which ended the chief priest laid down five wheat corns then straining his arms and hands with such violence that he sweat and his veins swelled he began a short oration at the conclusion they all gave a short groan and then laid down three grains more after that began their song again and then another oration 
ever laying down so many corns as before till they had twice encircled the fire that done they took a bunch of little sticks prepared for that purpose continuing still their devotion and at the end of every song and oration they laid down a stick betwixt the divisions of corn till night neither he nor they did either eat or drink and then they feasted merrily with the best provisions they could make three days they used this ceremony the meaning whereof they told him was to know if he intended them well or no the circle of meal signified their county the circles of corn the boundaries of the sea and the sticks his country they imagined the world to be flat and round like a trencher and they in the middle after this they brought him a bag of gunpowder which they carefully preserved until the next spring to plant as they did their corn because they would be acquainted with the nature of that seed opichapam the king's brother invited him to his house where with as many platters of bread fowl and wild beasts as did environ him he bid him welcome but not any of them would eat a bit with him but put up all the remainder in baskets at last they brought him to morono komoko where was powhatan their emperor here more than two hundred of those grim courtiers stood wondering at him as he had been a monster till powhatan and his train had put themselves in their greatest braveries before a fire upon a seat like a bedstead he sat covered with a great robe made of raccoon skins and all the tails hanging by on either hand did sit a young wench of sixteen or eighteen years and along on each side the house two rows of men and behind them as many women with all their heads and shoulders painted red many of their heads bedecked with the white down of birds but every one was something and a great chain of white beads about their necks at his entrance before the king all the people gave a great shout the queen of appomattox was appointed to bring him water to wash his hands and another brought him a bunch of feathers instead of a towel to dry them having feasted him after the best barbarous manner they could a long consultation was held but the conclusion was two great stones were brought before powhatan then as many as could lay hands on him dragged him to them and thereon laid his head and being ready with their clubs to beat out his brains pocahontas the king's dearest daughter when no entreaty could prevail got his head in her arms and laid her own upon his to save him from death whereat the emperor was contented he should live to make him hatchets and her bells beads and copper for they thought him as well of all occupations as themselves for the king himself will make his own robes shoes bows arrows pots plant hunt or do anything so well as the rest two days after powhatan having disguised himself in the most fearfulest manner he could caused captain smith to be brought forth to a great house in the woods and there upon a mat by the fire to be left alone not long after from behind a mat that divided the house was made the most dolefulest noise he ever heard then powhatan more like a devil than a man with some two hundred more as black as himself came unto him and told him now they were friends and presently he should go to jamestown to send him two great guns and a grindstone for which he would give him the country of capahowasick and forever esteem him as his son nantaquand so to jamestown with twelve guides powhatan sent him that night they quartered in the woods he still expecting as he had done all this long time of his imprisonment 
every hour to be put to one death or other for all their feasting but almighty god by his divine providence had mollified the hearts of those stern barbarians with compassion the next morning betimes they came to the fort where smith having used the savages with what kindness he could he showed raw hunt powhatan's trusty servant two demi culverins and a millstone to carry powhatan they found them somewhat too heavy but when they did see him discharge them being loaded with stones among the boughs of a great tree loaded with icicles the ice and branches came so tumbling down that the poor savages ran away half dead with fear but at last we regained some conference with them and gave them such toys and sent to powhatan his women and children such presents as gave them in general full content end of section fifty two